Thanks for tuning in to Ask BBB, a program that gives consumers information from businesses they can trust. I'm Linda Smith. And I'm Jim Swan. Linda is the CEO and the president of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Business reviews have always been something the Better Business Bureau has provided for consumers and businesses. In today's Internet world, reviews are available from many sources. Later on Ask BBB, we'll talk about reviews on the Better Business Bureau website and what sets them apart from other review sources. Well, the official beginning of summer was last Thursday, the 22nd of June, and although weather is unpredictable, we know that there are many days between now and the end of summer when we are thankful that we have air conditioning and that it's working properly. This morning, we'll talk with John Finan of Finan Home Services for information on how to maintain our air conditioning and what to do if it fails. Now, besides being cool, we want the air we breathe to be clean and pure. And Peter Inch of Roy Inch & Sons Service Experts, another accredited business in the HVAC category, will discuss the merits of air purifiers and duct cleaning services. Right now, we welcome... John Finan of Finan Home Services to Ask BBB. Glad to be here. By this time of year, we know whether or not our air conditioning system is working. Are there any checks we should be doing or have done uh, for us to assure that we will continue to be comfortable all summer? Yeah, well, of course, the the one thing we recommend for everybody, whether it's heating season or cooling season, is to have a certified technician come in and do a thorough maintenance uh, tune-up on your system, especially your air conditioner this time of year, because the reality is if it's going to break down, it's not going to break down on a cool day. It's going to break down on a hot day when everybody else's air conditioner broke down. Is that something that takes very much time? No, it doesn't, actually, and it's uh, less and less time as we move forward with technology from the on-site technician standpoint, it's usually a little less than an hour to go through and do a thorough diagnostic and uh, come up with anything that needs to be uh, cleaned or changed or recommendations gone through. And with dispatching software these days, the days of a homeowner sitting around for a half or even a whole day waiting for somebody to show up are long since gone. Most companies are able to dispatch technicians in such a way that the homeowner can get a call 30, 40, two hours before the call is so that they can leave work, come home and, and maximize the amount of time that they enjoy their house. Uh, air conditioning can be fairly costly to, to operate from an energy perspective, John. Uh, Absolutely. Are there ways to mitigate that, mitigate that cost? Yeah, there are actually, and it, some of them are, are a little bit counterintuitive. Um, if you think about a really, really hot day, um, you're coming home from work and the first thing you're going to do is turn down your air conditioning uh, system so you can be cool you know, by 9, 10 o'clock at night. The issue with that oftentimes is the humidity in your house has gone up to 70, 80 percent and the air conditioning is going to have to work overtime and use a lot more energy, you know, between 5 and 8 o'clock to drop the temperature and start to eliminate that humidity and, and end up costing you more money. In many cases, uh, you're better off just leaving the air conditioning uh, running, get that humidity level where you're comfortable and just go about enjoying it. You can do that in a couple of ways. One is programmable thermostats. Geofencing to your phone is one way when you're coming and going. The phone will will alert the air conditioner to turn on and off. But uh, watching the weather forecast, if you've got days where the humidity is going to drop down low and the nights are going to be cool, simply just adjusting the thermostat uh, for that can save you a ton on energy. Not all areas of the home are the same temperature. The upper levels seem warmer than lower levels. Is there anything we can do to even that out? No, for sure. Yeah, of course, hot air rises in the Bedrooms where you're trying to sleep are always the least comfortable when you get up there. And when you walk down to the basement to uh, get something out of the basement or do the laundry, it's always a little cold and damp and musty smelling. So 
the best way to, to uh, deal with that, aside from keeping the air conditioning running, is just have your fan motor in your furnace running constantly on circulation, and that'll actually start to even the air around. So it's a little bit cooler and um, more comfortable upstairs without turning the air conditioning on. Are there any signs that there might be trouble ahead? Uh, at what point does our system say it's too old and and we better get ready for uh, trouble or yeah. or plan a replacement, John? Yeah, well, when your system starts telling you that, it's probably a little bit too late, actually. Uh, having a thorough diagnostic done every year and a tune-up done and having a technician come in and uh, evaluate things and let you know where they stand is is probably the best way. Mm. Um, the other option is waiting until you hear a, a terrible noise coming out of the <laughs> furnace or, or the air conditioning outside and, and calling somebody. That's oftentimes a sign that an expensive repair is coming. In general uh, terms, roughly 15 to 20 years is about the lifespan of furnace and air conditioning Mm. systems. They certainly can last much longer than that, but you want to take a very close look at the graph in terms of how old it is and how much the repair is going to be and what the advantages to some of the newer and smarter technologies are. If replacement is necessary, what are some of the choices a homeowner will need to consider uh, besides capacity of the unit, are there different types of cooling units and systems? Yeah, the the market has changed a ton uh, in in the last twenty years. So if you think about sizing an air conditioner, we have to size the air conditioner for the absolute warmest day we're going to have in the summertime, and um, that's the speed it will run at. So. Uh, when you think about your house, if it's uh, 35 degrees Celsius, we can cool it. But when it's only, say, 26, 27 degrees Celsius, the air conditioning doesn't need to work as hard. The problem is with some of the older technology, that's the only speed it has. So modulating and two-stage, multi-stage air conditioners have become something that are really worth looking at. And my advice to homeowners is that, you know, in general terms, you're going to spend somewhere between three and $10,000 on an air conditioner. And rather than say, nope, I don't want to spend 10000 have uh, the salesperson spend a few minutes and explain the differences so you're thoroughly educated because whatever you buy in 2018, you're still going to be using in 15 to 20 years from now. So you want to know why you chose what you chose and why you chose not to get something else. Now, you've alluded to advances mm-hmm. and changes. Um, we know that, that we've gone to high-efficiency furnaces because – we can save on. Is is the same thing true with air conditioning? Have we, have we seen some advances? Oh, there? absolutely, yeah. So a SEER rating is the is the rating that we use to um, uh, qualify the, the energy rating of the air conditioners. And in Ontario, they'll start at 13 and go up to 25 SEER. And each SEER rating, so the difference between 13 SEER and 14 SEER is about 10% on the energy cost. So it gets quite significant as we move further up. Um, and and the more you move up in the SEER rating, the less it's going to cost you, and frankly, the more comfortable you're going to be what, in your house. What is SEER? What does yeah, that stand well, for? seasonal energy efficiency okay. ratio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, basically, it's the it's it's the it's the metric we use to to rate the efficiencies of the units. It's done in the laboratory. So the the reason for having something like that is so when you're comparing the SEER rating of say a Lennox unit with a train unit with an airflow unit, you know you're talking apples to apples. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing, we have crazy weather in this country. It can be cold one day and, and then warm the next. Uh, and I have to switch between heating and cooling right. from time to time. Are there systems that do that without me having to? Yes, absolutely. Some of the smart thermostats these days are, you know, incredibly complex, what uh, they can tell you. And it'll be heating the house in the morning if it's, uh, say, 15, 16 degrees and you're the kind of person that needs it to be 20 all the time. It could be heating at 6.30 in the morning to get you ready to have your cup of coffee. And then by 5.30, 6 o'clock at night when it's uh, 27 degrees out and the humidity's high, it could be switching over to air conditioning very seamlessly. 
If we have a breakdown uh, at this time of year, how long will it take to have it serviced? Yeah, that's the million-dollar question. So there's a couple of – when pretty much every furnace and air conditioning company will be running at capacity this time of year. And we have to have any company that's you know in the service business will have some sort of a, a process of deciding which calls we're going to go on. And ideally, people that are you know previous clients, maybe a home protection plan member, if, you're, if your HVAC company offers that, will always be bumped to the front of the list. And then beyond that, something that we uh, uh, call in the summertime is a no cooling. If the air conditioner is just plain not working, we will always make those a priority as opposed to coming and doing a general maintenance on a unit. And John, what are some of the things we should know about an HVAC business so that we can have confidence that we're spending our money wisely and we're going to receive good service? Yeah, that's a great question. So as we as as, as you think about the expenses in your home, the furnace and air conditioning system may very well be one of the most expensive things, not just the capital of expense of it, but also the the uh, the maintenance and the energy costs. So when you're choosing a company, you first want to choose somebody that's quite reputable. And I would suggest that anybody that's a Better Business Bureau member of Southwestern Ontario would always be at the top of that list. And then from there, your previous experience, your friends' experiences, and uh, online reviews, really, they hide nothing anymore. So, you know, any company in the city, you want to see what they're all about. It's a click away. John, thanks very much for your time this morning. My pleasure. It's been cool. Very cool. (laughs) Our guest has been John Finan, owner of Finan Home Services in London, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. We'll take a little breather here, and when we return, we'll talk about cleaning your air. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. And we welcome Peter Inch of Roy Inch & Sons Service Experts. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Peter, we know that Roy Inch & Sons Service Experts provides a full spectrum of heating and cooling services. You also offer duct cleaning services. Are there situations during a regular maintenance check of the heating cooling system that determines duct cleaning is needed? Uh, Definitely. Whenever we're out performing service, we look in the ductwork to determine whether it's ever been done or whether it is time to be done. And uh, usually it's about a 50-50 whether it's been done or not. Is there a way for a homeowner or a business owner to determine if they really need a duct cleaning service? Well, the easiest way with a smartphone is to take a return air register off, which is all the air going back to the furnace, and just put your phone down in there and take a picture. Now, that's return air. Return air, because that's where most of the dirt will lie. In the supply or the hot air that blows into your home, we blow a lot of the dust out, and that's what lands on your tables and everything. Mm-hmm. So if we go to one of the cold air ducts, take that off, take some light and look in, we're going to see uh, some things. Exactly. Even if, you know, not even with a flashlight, if you just use your flash on your phone, take the picture and take a look at it, you'll be surprised to see an inch or more of dirt and debris that will be sitting in there. Mm-hmm. So why should we consider duct cleaning then? And what are some of the benefits Um, The benefits of duct cleaning, number one, is your equipment will run a lot better and will be a lot cleaner. Your air in your home will be better for you because you aren't breathing all that dirt and debris that's been sitting in there. We sometimes say if you don't have your ducts cleaned, you're living with everyone who lived in that home because skin cells are the biggest part of what we find when we're doing duct cleaning. So if if you are having some allergy or, or reactive problems, maybe this is one of the places to look. I mean, you never know, did somebody have a dog and you're allergic to a dog 
and now that's in the ductwork. So we always say if you before you move into the home, if there's any chance to get the ducts cleaned before, now when you move in, everything is fresh and it's only what you're going to build up in that ductwork. Okay. Now, when you do a duct cleaning, you mentioned the cold air, so obviously you do the return air ducts, uh, all the air ducts. Does that also include cleaning the furnace and uh, all the air conditioning units too? So duct cleaning includes cleaning all the supply airs, all the return airs. People will say or companies will say they do a furnace cleaning, but really what they do is just blow the blower area out. If they are going to do an actual furnace cleaning or air conditioning cleaning, they're going to need an hour more. And normally, they're 10 minutes doing a furnace maintenance, so we don't consider it a maintenance. Is there a way then for a homeowner to know if the duct cleaning was done properly and completely? Number one is, you know, be there and and watch what's going on. Number two is, like we said, take a picture before, take a picture after, or have them take a picture after and show you. Uh, It should be very easily uh, easy to tell whether they cleaned it or not by those pictures. Some companies will have remote cameras where they can show you. So ourselves, we take before and after pictures to make sure that everybody sees what we did. Uh, do duct cleaning services use chemicals? They they do. In some cases, what they call sanitize or air freshen. Our company does not because normally we're doing duct cleaning because of breathing issues. So we don't want to put any chemicals into the mm-hmm. air. Mm-hmm. And if I'm putting chemicals into the air, am I just trying to fool you by spraying some nice perfume in there oh. to make you feel like the ducts have been cleaned? Mm-hmm. So. We don't do any sanitizing, but there is companies out there that will do that. Are there different types of duct cleaning systems then? There is. There's uh, what we call truck-mounted equipment and portable equipment. Now, in the truck mount equipment, it's normally used in commercial, and they will turn it down to do a residential home. In the portable, there's two different types. There's Portable can be a vacuum, a shop vac. Or it can be an actual HEPA air duct cleaning system that will go down into the basement and it will be three levels of filtration that it does. So you have to be careful when they talk about portable equipment, whether it's actual duct cleaning or it is just a shop back. So if I decide I'm going to do this, either at home or in my business, what are some of the things I should know about a company? Because we hear from a lot of companies um, definitely if, uh, you know, they're calling and saying I'm in the neighborhood, that's a red flag okay. uh, to put up right away. That's not, you know, it, you're looking for uh, a well-respected company with a good BBB rating and you've called out to them. Um, you're, how long have they been doing duck cleaning and is it a major part of their business? It's not a side job or something we do for two months um, are the biggest things to look for. Should we get more than one estimate for the service? Always, always. And and normally the estimating is either done by square feet of the house or it will be done by the number of registers you have hot and cold by counting those. And what would be a reasonable cost, Peter? In our, in our company, we charge three ninety nine, and that does up to 18 registers. And then any registers above that is $9. Now, we'll take two to three hours to do the duct cleaning. Uh, there's lots of companies out there that will do it for 119 and they'll only be there an hour. So you have to be careful with the dollars and the time to make sure that they are compatible to what they're doing. 
When it comes to clean air, air filters are the first step in clean air, and there are a range of prices. How effective are the high-end filters? Well, they we say the minimum you should have in your home is a MERV 10 or MERV 11. And MERV is a rating that's done by an independent laboratory. When you get up to a MERV 16, that then you have to make sure you have enough air in the furnace to, that will blow through that. So there's there's a range there, 10 and 11, no problem. When you get up to a MERV 16, you really got to have a technician there when you're putting that in. So you might even want, want to ask for some help there. Peter, we're about out of time. We... Um, a lot of air here. <laughs> we thank you very much for your time this morning. On You're SPB. welcome. Our guest this morning has been Peter Inch of Roy Inch & Sons Service Experts, an accredited business with a Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating and the first business to receive the Business Integrity Award when the award was established back in 1998. Good memories, Peter. Thanks. We'll be back in a moment with more on Ask BBB. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and president of BBB Serving Western Ontario. And Linda, we know more and more people are going to the BBB website and business directory to do research before they make a purchase or before they sign a service contract. In addition to ratings and other information, they can also find reviews of businesses. Online reviews have become part of our day-to-day life online. 88% claim that online reviews impact their purchasing decisions. Whether you're looking for a new hairstylist, an online clothing retailer, or even a roofer, consumers turn to online to find out firsthand experiences of businesses. Consumers today want to know the good and the bad of businesses before they hand over their hard-earned money to them. So what makes the BBB customer reviews unique, Linda? The power of customer reviews, coupled with BBB's detailed business information, gives the public even more reason to use the Better Business Bureau as a one-stop free resource. How BBB customer reviews differ from other online reviews is that we verify the reviewer. We verify emails, follow up directly with the business, check IP addresses, and implement other safeguard efforts before the review is even posted on our site. We also don't allow third-party or anonymous reviews. So uh, how do people submit reviews? Go to bbb.org backslash reviews. You can search for a business there and complete a review online. Or go directly on the business's BBB profile and and click Submit a Review. That sounds pretty easy. Um, Now let's talk about negative reviews. Uh, how, How can a business deal with those when they come up? Negative reviews happen. No business is perfect, but it is how a business deals with the issue that will show a future consumer their integrity. There are always two sides to a story. Knowing both helps consumers make wise purchasing decisions. If a business receives a negative review, we recommend responding to the review in a professional manner. Don't put the blame on the consumer or deflect responsibility. Explain your side of the issue and if there is a recourse you can do to fix the issue. This will show readers of the online review that you might have an issue, but you are still professional and ethical. So how can businesses promote reviews from their customers? Promoting reviews to uh, their customers is a great way to get their clientele to become their cheerleaders. After a service or purchase is completed, you can simply ask them to go online to tell others about their experience, 
whether it is on BBB.org, Facebook, or other review sites. You can also send your customers an email, whether they simply just have to click on a button that will take them to the review site. BBB provides businesses with several different marketing options to help them promote their reviews. So once they uh, submit that review, uh, that review then is reviewed uh, compared to Facebook or other reviews. Uh, if it's on the BBB site, we know that that uh, review has been uh, uh, vetted and that it actually comes from a customer. That's pretty important. It is, and and, after, and we confirm that, and it adds to uh, the legitimacy of the BBB reviews. Um, we, in fact, had over a million searches from consumers of our BBB Serving Western Ontario site uh, last year alone. So we know that people are looking for businesses they can trust, and this is part of the information that's shared on those businesses and those re- through the review process. Well, Linda, that's our time for this edition of Ask BBB. You can always ask BBB. Visit our website at bbb.org. Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.